Okay, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have episode 28 in my Bioweapon Blues series. And I've titled this Bioweapon Blues 28, They Want You Dead. And the first video I'm going to play is of three ex-presidents telling you to get your shots. This is from January 11th, 2023. When these three come out and say, get your shots, I think it's pretty confirmed for me that there's a, definitely an agenda going on. And all three of these are sketchy, have sketchy backgrounds. Clinton's real dad is not Blythe. That's fake. George Bush was missing for like a year, AWOL. And lightning from heaven, Barack Obama. Nobody ever saw him at Columbia. It's very strange. So you see this kind of Luciferian agenda taking place. So be very, very afraid. Be very, very wary too. So here's the first clip. Right now, the COVID, our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID nineteen. And it's like shot in a mausoleum. It's a strange choice. Vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect. No, the vaccines do not protect against transmission, and they do not protect against COVID. You and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. Gentlemen from. And this is about uh, the importance of the constitutional rights. So I'm going to play this whole clip. This is uh, Representative Dan Bishop. Carolina is recognized. I thank the chairman. Mr. Speaker, with great power comes great responsibility. We entrust our Department of Justice, FBI, and intelligence community with great power to keep us safe. And yet, as long as these agencies have existed, they violated Americans' civil rights. Everyday Americans. The security state believes itself to be above the Constitution and the laws passed by Congress. Or perhaps the belief is only tacit. It is aware only of power. Not authority, power. The FBI spied on Frank Sinatra, John Lennon, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and Muhammad Ali because they were national security threats. Celebrity, but everyday Americans, as to their constitutional rights. The intelligence community abused power to spy on presidential candidates, a sitting president, and members of Congress and their staff. The FBI continuously coordinated with social media companies to moderate social content, the public square. So contemptuous are they and out of touch when confronted with this just weeks ago, they said we were merely engaged in engaging with our community partners. Leading up to the 2020 election, the FBI worked hand-in-hand hand with Twitter and Facebook to silence the Hunter Biden laptop story. Concealment from everyday Americans. They've continued to censor and silence criticism of COVID policies and vaccine mandates to the harm of everyday Americans. In 2013, the former director of the National Intelligence James Clapper lied to Congress about the NSA collecting data on millions of Americans, yet he's escaped a reckoning. The NSA spied on groups including Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International and other NGOs. FBI contractors 
conducted thousands of searches on NSA databases. The intelligence community spied on journalists and political opponents in clear violation of the First Amendment. That's not all just illegal. It's un-American, and it cannot continue. The government's massive surveillance apparatus is well-documented, but there's still much more that we do not know. We owe it to the American people to reveal the rot within our federal government and cut it out so that it can no longer harm everyday Americans. Mr. Speaker, today we're putting the deep state on notice. We're coming for you on behalf of everyday Americans. I yield back. It's reserved. Gentleman from Oklahoma is recognized. This is Representative Thomas Massey. Mr. Speaker, I yield two minutes to my very good friend, the gentleman from uh, Kentucky, Mr. Massey. Gentleman from Kentucky is recognized for two minutes. I thank the gentleman from Oklahoma. The very words expressed by those opposed to this committee demonstrate the dire need for this committee. We've gone four years without oversight. And to quote Shakespeare, the lady doth protest too much, methinks. Those who argue against transparency may have something to hide. So I listened very closely when I listened, when I heard the former chairman of the Intelligence Committee give the reason that maybe we shouldn't ask for this information from these, uh, from the intelligence community. He said the intelligence community after this committee may be reluctant to share information with Congress, that Congress needs to craft legislation. I would suggest if they are reluctant, they are disqualified from holding these positions. If they have grown so big that they are no longer accountable to the branch of government that created them, that funds them, and it is responsible for their oversight, then they need to be hemmed in. I implore my colleagues on the other side of the aisle to populate this committee with serious Democrats. I know there are some over there. I've worked with them. We've co-sponsored amendments on privacy over the past decade. Some of them have passed. Please populate it with serious members. Please, to my colleagues on this side of the aisle, give us the resources we need to do this job. And if I may rebut one thing that's been said on the other side of the aisle about ongoing criminal investigations. He says it's unprecedented that Congress would engage in an investigation that involves an ongoing criminal investigation. What was the January 6th committee? This is not unprecedented. It's what you've wasted millions of dollars on over the past two years. I urge, I urge adoption of this rule and support for the committee that it will create. And I yield back the balance of my time. Does the Prime Minister agree with me? This is a remarkable clip that took place very, just a couple of days ago in the House of Commons with the Prime Minister Sunak. And they attacked somebody who has serious questions about the, the shot, which are very good questions, actually. His name was MP Andrew Bridgen, B-R-I-D-G-E-N. He said that these jabs are like another Holocaust. And this is, I think, indicative of this kind of different type of warfare. They hand this guy, another MP, Hancock, then tells Sunak, the, the prime minister, that somebody's very anti-Semitic. It's not anti-Semitic, obviously. But this is just how they could twist something to uh, fight against anybody who is going against with this orthodoxy for the kill shot. And I think Bridgen actually got removed by his party from his seat or MP. He was kicked out. 
but this is just complete nonsense, and, and soon that goes along with it, so it's very telling to me. So you can watch this. And obviously, I don't live in the UK, but apparently this guy Hancock has been on board with all of the kill shot rollouts and things like that, so he seems to be still doing that. Conspiracy theories that have been promulgated online this morning. That seems to be the new kind of uh, tag or label is to call you a conspiracy theorist. I guess it's always been there, but I just remember Fauci from the last episode that I did. He's calling people a conspiracy theorist, which is a rhetorical failure, really. You can't address the facts or the data. ...are not only deeply offensive, but anti-scientific and have no place in this house or in our wider society. Can I join with my rival friend in completely condemning those types of comments that we saw this morning in the strongest possible terms? Obviously, it is utterly unacceptable to make linkages and use language like that, and I'm determined that the scourge of anti-Semitism is eradicated. It has this is all just a big, big act. It's a joke. Absolutely no place in our society. And I know that the previous few years have been challenging for the Jewish community, and I never want them to experience anything like that ever again. It's just flat out like uh, virtue signaling. <clears throat> Prime Minister. And then can you repeat the, the second question? I mean, obviously you have a lot of data now. What is your parliament protection? Is? Everybody's measuring anybody, so they're probably relevant. But as we know... That's a long question. We need a quick answer. <laughs> I would say there is no established correlate of protection. Thank you. That was a quick... Quick question, quick answer. That's at the FDA. You got to kind of look at this guy's face too. His eyebrows pop up. She goes, there's no correlate of protection for these shots. This is January 11th, 2023. They've rolled out billions. They've pushed boosters. Tens of thousands have been murdered. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions, injured. 1.5 million people on disability now. Just incredible stuff and just an admission right here. This did not get covered in the press. This is the food and drug. This is your food and drug administration. <sighs> Incredible. I'll, I'll play it again. I would say there is no established correlate of protection. Thank you. That was a quick answer, Dr. Fink. By distribution of this product. And then this is just how dangerous this is. And this is the vigilant fox, somebody who I follow. This messenger RNA lipid nanoparticle. Well, guess what? It distributes everywhere. Um, this is something that I would have known quite readily because I work with lipid nanoparticles. I could have told you that lipid nanoparticles, I usually say they need a door crack, whereas a virus needs an open door. So, and a normal vaccine needs an open door. So a normal vaccine stays in the arm pretty much 99.9% or so or 99%. A lipid nanoparticle needs a door crack to get out. A, a large majority of the lipid nanoparticle does not stay in the arm. In fact, we now know that a large part of it goes into the lymph node right underneath here and still making spike protein 60 days later. That's a wonderful study from cell. So this is something that that's called pharmacokinetics. That should have been looked at well before this, per, this product was out. So they never told people that, hey, 
we're going to stick it in your arm. It's going to show up in your lymph node. It's going to show up in your brain. It's going to show up in your ovaries, your bone marrow, your adrenal glands, your liver, your spleen, which is then going to track up through the vagus nerve and go to your basal ganglia. All these things are happening. Why do I know? Because the studies have been done now. They weren't done by Pfizer or Pfizer did them. They didn't tell anybody. So what I just told you was it's not staying in the arm. It's producing spike for up to 60 days. The spike, as we know, is actually being found up to 15 months later in monocytes and other cells. It's not being degraded, right? This is a big deal. People should know these things, right? It's blocking P53, the guardian of the genome. It's actually blocking microRNA 27A, which is also upticks in like um, colon cancer. It's, it's actually affecting many things that are going to increase cancerous BRCA, the breast cancer gene, interferes with that. So these are things that should have been done ahead of time. Everything the, the I'm studies you, to look at to look at this, right? These studies are done. I'm not saying anything. These are not opinions. I don't. I'm not giving you any opinions. I'm just giving you data. So it goes everywhere. It's blocking important tumor repair genes called p53. Uh, it's blocking BRCA. It's also messing with microRNA 27A, which is cause upticks in colon cancer cells. It's causing production for up to 60 days. It's messing with toll-like receptors 7 and 8, which you and I have pretty similar, it should be almost similar, toll-like receptors 7 and 8. They're part of our overall genome of everybody that's in this room. Um, those are uh, important for immune surveillance for viruses. So we're going to see this huge uptick in uh, all the viruses that lay kind of dormant in our body, like the herpes virus family. So in my clinic right now, I am seeing three to five people a week because they know that I am taking a lot of time in my practice to do COVID. And they're coming to see me with long COVID, and they're coming to see me with problems with after the vaccine. And these people are coming in and they're exhausted. They don't feel good. And what I'm finding is a huge number of them have active, reactivated Epstein-Barr, herpes simplex, herpes zoster, um, CMD. I've not had an interview with anyone who have actually revealed that to any big audience. This is an incredibly important thing. Um, a lot of people are looking at this long COVID and it's all viral uh, related problems specifically to the spike protein or to other issues. They're not, they don't know that we're seeing this huge reactivation in the viral uh, herpes virus family. And uh, we, we have treatment for it. It's been working really, really well. So these are things that uh, we need to get that word out. And I think uh, we are also seeing 40% rise in deaths, as you know, from uh, 18 to 64. These are the actuaries. Nobody filled them in. Tell them to not let that news out. And and from 25 to 44, we saw the last quarter last year an 82% rise in deaths. So there's a lot of data that's out there that is very, very troubling. And most people are unaware. And it's, it's our job to kind of let people know this platform this lipid nanoparticle messenger RNA platform, I don't care what you attach to it, it is always going to travel everywhere. It's always going to be a problem. And that's why you see the distribution of, of disorders coming from this after the vaccine affects so many different organ systems because it distributes everywhere. And so I heard somebody say, we don't know why it does all these things. Well, we know why. It's a, it's a lipid nanoparticle. It goes everywhere. And you know, it's like, I tell people it's like garlic. So... You know, this is not something that's controllable, and it doesn't matter if you're doing it for RSV, it doesn't matter if you're doing it for influenza, 
if you do a lipid nanoparticle platform, you're asking for trouble. You're asking to have an uncontrolled distribution pattern. Here we go today, Project Veritas. This is an old clip from Veritas just about the creation of the bioweapon Fauci in um, China. But I think it's important to play it again. Received military documents about gain-of-function research, which were called into question when Anthony Fauci was testifying before the Senate, and Anthony Fauci mentioned Project Veritas. What came out last night on Project Veritas exposed Fauci, that hashtag about Project Veritas was trending worldwide. Now, this week, the latest installment of the Twitter files are released. This is an email between Scott Gottlieb, a board member at Pfizer, said... This is another agent of evil and murder, a killer, Scott Gottlieb. Should have been arrested. In August of 2021, to a Twitter executive by the name of O'Boyle, the Pfizer board member Gottlieb is lobbying the Twitter executive to censor a tweet that talks about how your natural immunity is better, stronger, etc., than Pfizer's own vaccine. The rationale that the Pfizer board member uses is that the information could go, quote, viral, and that this sort of information is, quote, corrosive. Now, Project Veritas did a video featuring Pfizer employees and scientists, literal colleagues of Scott Gottlieb, basically saying this, that their vaccine isn't as strong as your natural immunity. We're like bred and taught to be like, like vaccine is safer than, than actually getting COVID. You cannot like talk about this. We reposted them in lieu of the highly anticipated Fauci files. We call upon Elon Musk and Twitter to help us expose where those efforts to censor not just these things, but Project Veritas's own reporting. I'm sure that emails and other exhibits exist out there of Pfizer and other organizations talking to Twitter executives about Project Veritas. We want to see those emails released. When somebody is naturally um, abused, like they got COVID, um, they probably have better, like not better, but more antibodies against the virus. Because what the vaccine is, is like I said, that protein that's just on the outside. So it's just one antibody against one specific part of the virus. When you actually get the virus, you're going to start producing antibodies against like multiple pieces of virus. And not only just like the outside portion, like the inside portion of the actual virus. So your antibodies are probably better at that than the vaccination. This is three people working at Pfizer all admitting that natural immunity is better.
This is interesting. I don't know if this is true, but this is a woman who you can trace some kind of digital signature from her shot, and it's in her left arm. So her right arm it doesn't do what her left arm does. What? No. No. Do it again. What? No. Now this one. You got it. <laughs> um, you're going to be able to get your vaccine as soon as you turn five. Uh, and I know you're excited. And I know you're eager. He's ready to kill some children. It's so strange. It's almost like he's a uh, an actor in a film or something. It's just, and that he's, he's untouchable. Like he knows he's untouchable. Uh, in some places across the country, you can even start making your appointment now uh, for shortly after your birthday. The last hurdle of a decade-long compensation claim battle. 17-year-old Shams... This is Pfizer giving an experimental meningitis drug to 200 Nigerian children without informing their parents. Undergoes a DNA test to prove he's a victim of a failed drug trial by the pharmaceutical company Pfizer that happened 15 years ago in Kano State, Nigeria. 11 children were killed and several more injured when Pfizer tested out a drug called Troven on 200 children. The drug was supposed to treat a deadly regional outbreak of meningitis. Pfizer agreed to pay $75 million in compensation in 2009, but they introduced DNA testing as part of the process for qualifying for the payment. Back at home, survivors like Shamsu, who was crippled, and their families feel the DNA test is designed to deny them of the compensation money. Many say they've already provided Pfizer with documents proving their children were part of the trial. In the claimant form we filled, they stated clearly that only when we undergo a DNA test they would pay the compensation. Pfizer, which denies all wrongdoing, even though it's agreed to pay out $75 million, says the DNA test is designed to guard against fraudulent claims. As we're talking, we have about, we've, we've collected samples from 547 people and only 200 people participated in the study. So what do we do? But many of the victims are poor and illiterate. They don't understand what DNA testing is and fear it's another attempt by Pfizer to make them guinea pigs in a new drug trial. Some victims abandoned their claims when DNA testing was introduced as a condition of receiving payment. Some of the compensation money released by Pfizer has gone into building this $25 million medical research and disease control center. The hope is that one day locals will be able to deal with things like outbreaks of disease and medical epidemics themselves. It may go some way to healing the wounds of Pfizer's experiment and benefit the survivors who are simply too afraid to go for DNA testing. And I've said this many times before, we do not politicize the Department of Justice. That is something that the president said uh, during the campaign. That is something that the president said in his early days of, of being uh, in the White House. And that continues to be true.
and I've said this many times before, we do. You know, I'd like to think we could go back to the State Department, or as they call it, the Deep State Department. I'd like to have them go back to the Deep State Department. All right, that was the uh, video that I have, and then I will play these clips. Oh, read these clips, excuse me. <clears throat> this is uh, the first clip or slide is from James Sin Tolo. But the importance of it is what they're finding out is that the, the, the young people or people get myocarditis, the spike protein is still circulating in their blood. And that's the difference between the people who have it and don't. So there's a correlation between the spike circulating and then some people just don't have it. So. It is interesting. This is a new bombshell study by Yonker et al. revealed fully intact and freely circulating spike protein in the blood of 16 confirmed adolescent cases of mRNA vaccine-induced myocarditis, BS controls. <clears throat> They're also showing that they did a autopsy on a 76-year-old man with Parkinson's who died three weeks after receiving his third COVID-19 vaccination. What they found is that he had chronic cardiomyopathy, but also had proteins in his brain, encephalitis. Findings corroborate previous reports of encephalitis and myocarditis caused by gene-based COVID-19 vaccines. Super dangerous. This is Aaron Rodgers. My medical team advised me that the danger of an adverse event was greater than the risk of getting COVID and recovering. So I made a decision that was in the best interest of my body. That was smart. Smart. This is Jeremy Lafredo. You can follow him. He does really good work as an investigative journalist. He says on Twitter, there existed an entire network of supposed ER doctors who identified as part of the trans community who constantly lost patients to COVID and received thousands of retweets except they don't exist. Surely a COVID intel op. <laughs> so they were just fake bot accounts promoting COVID. It's incredible. Saying that people died and all this stuff. So there's just huge propagandists and liars. It's, it's fifth generation warfare. This is the vigilant Fox, Brett Weinstein. They smuggled gene therapy into the C-19 injections and marketed, marketed it as a vaccine. If they had said, all right, we've got this pandemic and we're going to have everybody take gene therapy, everybody would have said, what? Gene therapy? Is that safe? Yeah, you're right. This is back in 21. Newsweek magazine had a title, Are You Unvaccinated? It's Time to Make an End of Life Plan. And then there's this bogus report that came out that said COVID-19 vaccine saved 1.15 trillion and 3 million lives, but it was based upon a bogus modeling study. So it's just pure propaganda. Just You can't trust any of these people. They're just totally evil liars. And this is Frank Luntz promoting this, so promoting the propaganda. And this is Liam. He writes, hot take. If you decline Moderna and are waiting for Pfizer, you are a piece of garbage. Take the effing vaccine you are able to get. There are billions of people on this earth. What choice do you think 
those in developing nation would make. And then he died. Um, this is another one. Jiki leaks 436 trillion copies of spike pr protein circulating freely in plasma a month after the gene therapy vaccine in kids. Their hearts will never fully recover. You knew that, didn't you? But there's more than that here, and so he has a thread. So they're killing the kids. And the next slide is, this is the damning graphic. The vertical scale is a log scale. The line at about 15 PG mil is the limit of detection, which is why the blue dots are there. There's still up to 100 trillion molecules of spike in those patients 20 days later. But in some of these cases, the concentration of spike is rising 20 days after vaccination. So we have no idea how much is actually circulating. Spike is toxic, particularly to the heart. If it's not toxic, why do we need a vaccine against it? The authors claim that the serum level of free spike protein in the patients with myocarditis was 34 PG per mil. How many molecules is that? Well, there are about 3,000 mil of plasma in a 140-pound male, and the mole weight of a spike protein monomer is 141 kds. Gives you 400, 435 trillion molecules of toxic protein circulating in a young adult. Wow, it's just a, it's just a death shot. They want your kids dead. There are two other things that have come out of this paper. First is that the amount of spike protein circulating in the plasma weeks after the injection is shocking. So was this was a lie. So they said the spike, they wrote somewhere else, the spike proteins fully cleared from the body after a few weeks. The whole article in Conversation EDU from, was in fact a lie, so we archived it. The claims made by the authors have likely resulted in deaths of young adults. Sure it has. In fact, Conversation EDU has been pushing propaganda regarding COVID for at least two years. Remember this doozy? So they were, they've always been pushing this. Uh, Wuhan came, I mean, the COVID came out of the fish market, which is a total lie. But the worst thing about the Yonker myocarditis study is this, and you might not have realized. The study showed beyond a shadow of a doubt that the COVID, quote, vaccine, unquote, was causing myocarditis with elevated troponin confirming heart damage. Well, that's a problem. It's a problem because the study authors should have raised an alarm after the first two or three cases. You see, that was their duty. It was a duty as medical officers and as research officers. But to our knowledge, they said nothing and kept recruiting. But it didn't matter that young people were getting myocarditis with a known five-year mortality of up to 50%. What mattered is finishing the study so they could publish. Of course, from the home of the Surgisphere authors, what else would you expect? Keep jabbing. Yep. And somebody wrote to Jakey Leaks, how do I find out how much of that S is circulating in my body after two years? I know there was a study done in the States that stopped at two months. I think it was two. It's been months since that study. Assuming the subjects are still alive, why hasn't the study been updated? And then Jakey Leaks responds, great question. You would need a spike protein assay. This is Peter Halligan. I mention him all the time. From the Dark Thoughts files, we are living under martial law and being assimilated into the Borg. Yes, we are. 
Walter Chestnut, Friday Hope, Tempol as possible effective therapeutic for COVID, long COVID and spike protein endothelial disease. This is in Germany, Miranda Selleck. In a press conference that held shortly before Christmas, Germany's AFD party released what might be considered the most important data yet that indicates the harms that mRNA code injections are inflicting upon populations worldwide. Thanks to Germany's statistical tracking system for vaccine injuries, data scientists have been able to perform comparison studies for vaccine injuries of many types, comparing data from 2016 to the first quarter of 2022. And while underreporting for COVID vaccines is likely by an order of 90%, the German data collected before the administration of COVID mRNA vaccines allow for a useful comparison group before and after the start of this inoculation campaign. We have come across various increases in 2021 in cancer cases and cases of intestinal diseases and so on. However, we also found figures that are so shocking that we said, I said, this has to be the focus of our press conference. So they, they found that there were an extra 50, oh no, an extra 70 or more sudden and unexpected deaths per day, per day. This is Egyptus. Review of studies on vaccine-induced myocarditis finds that the science we're meant to be following pervasively obfuscates the risk of mRNA jabs for young men. One of the few studies that even attempt to assess the population-wide risk of myocarditis following vaccination, nearly three-fourths neglect to include the proper stratifier. This is the ethical skeptic. I mention him often. Well, this should be this should put to rest any doubt regarding, one, the fact that we have an enormous car, sudden cardiac death problem right now. Two, that it is not being caused by COVID or long COVID. 30 Sigma as of week 50, 2022. The argument is over, folks. And then Sense Cynical responds, explain this chart like I'm a fifth grader, please. And then Ethical Skeptic says, in the past, COVID killed a lot of older persons with weak hearts. Now, a lot of healthy younger persons are dying of sudden cardiac failure for no good reason, other than something changed in 2021. Health by James, January 7th. FDA documents 400% increase in severe adverse events seen in 6 to 23-month-old babies from Moderna mRNA vaccines. Incredible. This is uh, based upon Sasha Latipova's work, breaking DOD-controlled COVID vaccines from the start under national security program lied the entire time. We're never safe and effective. Wow, just incredible fraud. And then the WEF starts next week in Davos, and it's just a total freak show. People are going to be there. Um, the head of the head of the FBI. And also, Samantha Power is going to be there, whose husband is Cass Suddenstein, who was involved in uh, studies on, on how to get people to take the jab. So it makes perfect sense that she would be there. 
This is Liz Churchill. The World Economic Forum will be congregating all planetary Nazis in eight days. I'll be listening to their garbage and will interpret exactly how they plan on killing more people so you don't have to, as their conferences are meant to make you feel both physically and mentally ill. Yeah, it's from the 16th to the 20th. A lot of people in Australia, they're finding the people in the hospitals are not people who are unvaccinated. They're actually vaccinated. So there's an over proportion of vaccinated people or shot people, people who've taken the kill shot in the hospitals. And this is a video I talked about last time. Fauci has been pulled from retirement to control the narrative on Damar Hamlin. He's not Damar's doctor who earlier this week stated that he did not know what caused the cardiac arrest. Fauci was put back in front of a camera for propaganda purposes only. Hashtag died suddenly. Yeah, it was pure propaganda. Like, I would just stay out of the limelight because all these videos they're leaving are timestamps of, of, of criminality. So, proof of deception and uh, terrible ideas. They're brazen. They, they don't think they can, they're above the law. This is Ravy Davy Gravy. Having worked in the chemical and pharmaceutical industry for almost three decades, I'd love to know the logistics of this clot shot manufacturer. For if all the clot shot manufacturers combined were able to make this at a rate of one dose per second, it would take almost 32 years to make a billion doses. Where's it all coming from? Some people are on to their four, fourth dose, LOL. They want to vaccinate the population of the world several times. Yet where are the new manufacturing facilities? Where's the mass staff recruitment? It would take a minimum of six months to train a technician in the very basics of vessel competency. Yet here we are, an unlimited supply of this treatment. It's almost like it's been stockpiled years in advance. Good question. This is a heart screening. So they're going to start screening these athletes for heart problems. Dr. McCullough. There was a plan to intentionally suppress early treatment to promote mass inoculation. Quote, in France, they took hydroxychloroquine off the over-the-counter market months before the virus was even announced, unquote. And then New World Odor. Who are they? Peter McCullough named some of the key players in what is unfolding to be a conspiracy to commit the worst miscarriage of medical science, the biggest medical scam in crime against humanity in history. That's right. That's not hyperbole. That's really true. This I mentioned earlier uh, that the hospital admissions in Australia are of the vaccinated. It's a new bombshell Australian public health data finds all COVID-related hospitalizations and ICU admissions were vaccinated, none unvaccinated, and only 7.3% of COVID deaths were unvaccinated. So the data's coming in. Then there's this uh, Fox News is promoting full-on propaganda. They hate your guts and want you dead. I hope you realize that. The TV news and all these, these people are in on it. It's a top-down conspiracy to kill people off. Period. <clears throat> Little Sui Lixi writes, wow, this title. I walk down the streets of Beijing nearly every day these two months, and I haven't seen any burning bodies in the streets of Beijing. Not, not a single one. So either the journalist of Fox News is living in a dream, 
or there's something wrong with my eyes, and then the title is China COVID crisis. Beijing hospital runs out of beds. Families burn bodies in streets as deaths spike. So these guys are out in on it. This is just a meme I like to put in. Yes, I can see the test results here. The vaccine is safe and effective. It's a guy holding a huge wad of cash. FDA totally corrupt. This is Janie. The three main systems being targeted by the spike proteins are the cognitive system of the human being, the brain, the immune system, which keeps the human being alive, and the ovarian system, which lets us have children. That's a bioweapon. Attacks everything. This is from uh, Jackson River Pediatrics, Covington, Virginia. Student athletes, sports physicals are done primarily to make sure you are not at high risk for sudden cardiac death on the playing field. COVID vaccination affects your risk. In response to worldwide experience in vaccine adverse event monitoring, we are adapting a more precautionary sports physical sign-off policy. If you have received doses of any COVID shot, we will not be able to clear you to compete in sports without performing lab work and possibly an echocardiogram to rule out potential heart damage. Wow. And this is Ivory Hecker interviewing Sasha Ladipova. She's the one who kind of went through all the DOD documents. This is Werner, Warner Mendenhall talking about another pathway of prosecution. So he's talking about people can be prosecuted under um, the Federal Trade Commission Act for anybody acting in a deceptive way. So they could probably be prosecuted in that. It strikes me that many people and organizations could be prosecuted under this act. It has all been deception. False claims were made about, quote, vaccine, unquote, safety and effectiveness by local, state, and federal employees, corporations, employers, and education systems. Furthermore, calling them vaccines is a deceptive practice. These are not vaccines in any traditional sense. They are a Department of Defense prototype countermeasure under a contract that eliminates accountability. That's right. This is Champagne Joshi, preclinical data in rats showing that LNP, a.k.a. payload travels and accumulates in various organs. This means the FDA and Pfizer knew from the beginning and continued to lie, saying the LNPs remained at the injection site. Yeah, so it's just another lie. They lied about everything. This is Deborah. He says, Elon Musk is releasing the Fauci files this week. Be prepared. After this, maybe life in prison. Let's hope so. That was January 8th, so maybe something's dropping today. I don't know. I heard another series dropped. This is January 7th. Hundreds of Philadelphia student-athletes get heart health screenings. We just don't know when sudden cardiac arrest is going to happen to someone, so it's important that everyone knows CPR. Wow. That's the new normal. After your government shot a bunch of kids with killer toxic Shots. We need a whole new political class. Everything has to be stripped down to the to the ground and rebuilt. It's incredible. Ryan writes: Pfizer scientist Chris Croach 
was aware that their experimental mRNA vaccine was the likely cause for the myocarditis. So he's on the record. I just showed that video. This is a meme. It shows uh, Harvey Weinstein saying, no one is forcing you to have sex with me, but if you refuse, you don't get work. And then it's Trudeau. I'm not forcing you to vaccinate, just taking away everything until you do. Yeah, you're going after the kids too, you murder, child killer. Adam writes, oh, this is Adam Rich. I am vaccinated because A, I trust science. B, I care more about the lives of my family and friends and even you than my own personal freedoms. And then he died. This is uh, something from Josh Gutzkow. CDC finally released its various safety monitoring analyses for COVID vaccines via FOIA. Now it's clear why they tried to hide them. Summary, CDC's various safety signal analysis based on reports from December 14th, 2020 to July 29th, 2022 for mRNA COVID-19 vaccines shows clear safety signals for death and a range of highly concerning thromboembolic, cardiac, neurological, hemorrhagic, hematological, immune system, and menstrual adverse events among U.S. adults. There were 770 different types of adverse events that showed safety signals in ages 18 plus, over which over 500 had a large, larger safety signal than myocarditis, pericarditis. The CDC analysis shows that the number of serious adverse events reported in less than two years is 5.5 times larger than all serious reports for vaccines given to adults in the USA since 20, 2009. This is interesting too. Ryan writes here, do you wonder why you can't get a pediatrician to sign a vaccination exemption for your child? It's because they form coalitions like this in darkness and send letters to local school districts. That's what they did to, to my parent group regarding masks, the power of LOIA. And then there's a long letter of people like intimidating other people. Pretty incredible. This is Glenn Greenwald. Every late night network comedian turned into Nancy Pelosi's well-behaved grandson. And they keep doing it even as their ratings evaporate. This is a new low, aside from the fact that he's telling everyone to use masks indoors while he and his band don't. This is Jimmy Fallon. These guys are making just total asses of themselves. Just such losers. Oh my gosh. Horrible people. They're like dancing marionettes for like the New World Order. It's a total sick joke. And then Elon Musk replies tragic. This is Mark Crispin Miller. I would check him out too. He's, he's compiling a lot of information about the shots. Or it's half the U.S. thinks it's likely that vaccination has caused many deaths. And someone scrawled the awful truth just outside an Italian cemetery. People all over the world are waking up. Now, which of the four horsemen will come at us next so that the government and media can try to scream us back to sleep? This is Alex Berenson. This is uh, January 9th. It's about Gottlieb. This is one. My first Twitter files report how Scott Gottlieb, MD, a top Pfizer board member, used the same Twitter lobbyist as the White House to suppress debate on COVID vaccines, including from a fellow head of US FDA. Thanks, Elon Musk, for opening these files. It's just more child murder. 
and then Scott Gottlieb complained about it. The selective disclosure of my private communications with Twitter stokes the threat environment. You're threatening. You have your threat is beyond threat. You've already in the process of killing thousands and thousands of people. You're involved in it. It's like some kind of concentration camp guard. You're part of this whole structure, Gottlieb. You shouldn't complain at all, you whiner. So does actions that empower people who've shown little restraint when it comes to purposeful vitriol, it instigates more menacing dialogue with potentially serious consequences. That, this is just incredible moat in your eyes type stuff. Wow, he's, a, he's a, just another repulsive, horrible human being. He should be arrested. Wow, these people are just off the charts, off the charts. But it's interesting. These guys are in contact with Twitter. No question. Tried. You should be tried in a court of law for mass murder. No question. Scott Gottlieb. He has all these things he's sending around. And then he wrote April 3rd, 2022. Todd, just wanted to flag this for you. This guy sent a number of messages calling me, among other things, a murderer, and then saying I will soon be judged or need to be held accountable, all while he talks about his gun rights and various other tweets. Being on the receiving end of these, it does feel to come close to inciting violence. I've included some tweets below, but there are tweets about every day or two along the same lines. So people are after you. You're a monster. You should hide your head in shame. You're a monster. Godlieb is a monster. And then Michael P. Sanger responds, The public disclosure of my criminal activity, which I believed I was sharing in confidence among fellow criminals, stokes a threatening environment for me. Uh-oh, Alex Berenson, we forgot about the legal privilege for communications in furtherance of organized crime. That's more accurate. These are all very recent. This is just January 9th. This is Will says, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The Twitter anti-vax community is enormous, has powerful links to the mainstream, and is fueled by a deep well of reactionary resentment toward the blames COVID shared sacrifice on lower status social groups, a growing menace. So this guy, there's a lot of damage control going on around this Berenson Gottlieb episode. And then this is just a screenshot of the Project Veritas video ad. Robert Malone, Matt Taibbi is always worth reading. But if you don't know how the CIA, FBI, and their ilk have populated state-sponsored media, this may be eye-opening. Yeah, so there's a, just a bunch of spooks all over your television. This is Rand Paul grilling Fauci. You're denying the fundamental fact of na natural immunity in your studies. That's right. Kenny Oka, who I I'd follow as well on Twitter. FDA panel member and New England Journal of Medicine editor-in-chief Eric Rubin, moments before he voted to approve the Pfizer mRNA shots for children. We're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine 
is unless we start giving it. That's just the way it goes. It's incredible. These guys are just total vipers and killers. Like they've lost all of their medical ethics. These guys should all be arrested. They have to be stopped. Died suddenly. Breaking 16-year-old died suddenly while playing flag football. She began having chest problems and went to the sidelines to take a break when she collapsed. How many more children have to die? Good point. I never had anybody suddenly die when I was growing up. Playing soccer and baseball never happened. Dr. Eli David Israel today, a 34-year-old male, collapsed and died within an hour of receiving his fifth booster shot while still at the clinic which administered the shot. Response from health officials, unknown if this is related to the vaccine. So they're getting paid to do this. So their money is getting paid. They don't want the gravy train to stop, is my guess. It's another young child death, dead, Barbara Ann Wollston. These are children. Marty up north, January 5th. I lost two friends since January 1st, 23. Both were former colleagues, my age, and generally healthy. Both passed unexpectedly at home. Both had been regularly posting on social media right up until the end, and neither was complaining about any ailment. No, I'm not pissed off, sarcasm. And this is Liam Coward. He was angry about people not taking it, and then he died. Died uh, December 31st, 2022. 27. This is Vince, the Vax from Hell, one-man story. He's giving regular updates on his Facebook page for as long as he's able. It's Mike. The worst part, I think, isn't the dying. The worst part is the suffering before it, being belittled and gaslit for months as I declined, being written off as having anxiety when it was clear nine months ago I had lost muscle and tissue I wasn't ever going to get back. Being told it's my fault, I need exercise, I need a different diet, I need a better attitude. My personal favorite, you try having this, or some magical spiritual healing. I need this supplement or that supplement, vitamins, pills, after having tried them and having none of them work even a bit. Being awakened every day after no sleep due to the pain and terror of what is happening to me, only to have to face again how much my body is feeling. Being abandoned emotionally as people don't want to face the truth, so they blindly hold on to previous dismissive doctor's assessments that were made with little or no thorough exams. Being abandoned, even by some of the good rebel doctors when I didn't respond to their rigid protocols as they refused to look outside the box to keep digging to make referrals. Being told preliminarily that my own family won't respect my wishes and are going to try and force me into clinical trials, feeding and breathing tubes that I don't want, knowing they can't be trusted to actually care about what I want for my own end because they refuse to admit reality and confront their guilt. Being denied my truth, being mocked and called insane and dangerous, and being hated as I die by those who I dedicated my time and life to for, for speaking out about my strange onset and presentation of this fatal neurodegenerative disease state that is being repeated hundreds of times over in people just like me, who were healthy and active just like me, until one thing changed. One mandated, coerced, untested, unproven thing. But being told that couldn't possibly have anything to do with it. When the evidence coming out and all of the brave doctors and researchers sounding the alarms are showing it, most definitely did. I don't want to die. I certainly never thought I would die, I would this young, 
or any way like this, though at this point I welcome it fully over this existence. But everything preceding it and the way people are treating me, that's what's unbearable. So people are still dying. It's terrible. This is Tim. I now have 76 patients with myocarditis or pericarditis. Been practicing just for just over 30 years. It might have seen one case every two or three years before 2022, and it seems to be getting worse. Of the 76 patients, 75 of them have cardiologist confirmed vaccine-induced myocarditis or pericarditis. The 76 was diagnosed by a family medicine, medicine practitioner after an outpatient ECG. Of the 76 people, all 76 of them had the Pfizer jab. Nobody had Moderna or Janssen, 100% Pfizer. And they range in age from 15 years old to 54 years of age, all athletic and previously in excellent health. Of the 76 people, 75 of them are female. The 76 is a 21-year-old male, but I specialize in women's health. So that should not be overly surprising. Women represent 99.9% .9 of my patient population. Of the 76 patients, 53 of them recovered and recovered within 21 to 28 days, confirmed by echocardiogram. The remainder are still within three weeks of treatment, except for one who started treatment and did not complete it. Now she is back. How am I treating them? By shutting down the altered gene expression that provokes the spike protein, stimulating proteins. They are treated with my anti-inflammatories, and the specific pericardium or myocardium is stimulated. Shutting down altered gene expression is easier than you think as is stimulating specific myocardium or pericardium, using what is called biphasic dose response of it, biological substance of the same. I also use elastin in the same manner, but the reason I do not make this public is that if people play with this treatment and modify it, they can cause irreparable harm. This is why I will only disclose this to doctors. I really was not expecting this kind of response. You folks are all welcome to follow, and maybe I will talk about some of this stuff a bit more. I had my account for about 12 years, but just started using it a couple months ago. It's another dead one. MMA star, Victoria Lee, dead at 18. James asks, how many people do you know that have died suddenly after a COVID vaccine? And Kayla responds, in my family circle, my uncle, unfortunately, from cardiac arrest. I miss him so very much. Nashville says, what is happening in Michigan schools? A 39-year-old teacher is dead after suffering a major heart attack and fighting for her life six days in ICU. And an athletic trainer who is only 40 dies from complications related to blood clots. Gregory Yee, a former Post and Courier reporter, died suddenly at his home in Los Angeles. He was 33. He was fully vaccinated. Maria writes, it sure is. My daughter, a healthy nurse, recently passed away, cardiac arrest. She was in a coma and on life support for a week before being pronounced deceased. R.I.P. Kristen Marie, 1985-2022. Another Las Vegas teen died suddenly and unexpectedly after cardiac arrest at school with no explanation as to why. Jordan Tyler Brister was a senior at Amplis Academy who planned on joining the military after graduation. Randy, my story after the jab. As a paramedic, I was mandated to either get it or be fired, etc. I got Moderna's vax last December. 
and have since had five heart attacks, three massive open heart surgery, and am facing a probable heart transplant. Don't do it. Please retweet this. Thank you. January 2nd, 2023. This is James. Little Heed's cause of death confirmed by coroner seven months after he died suddenly at age 24. The Mayo Clinic defines eosinophilia as a higher than normal level of eosinophils, which are a type of disease-fighting white blood cell. Died suddenly, also the cause of death of young, healthy males. Tanner, 32 years old, died New Year's Day. So that's it. It's just grimmer. 2023 will be a grim year. So I promise you that. I mean, starting out grim, I don't see it as stopping. All right, thank you for listening.